Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode of The John Morris Show. This one, we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome and this sort of comment that I got over on YouTube that that sparked this for me. So let me read this to you. It says, you said that we probably at one point ourselves have stopped learning code because of how difficult it is. Damn, man, that is so true. I've been coding for a few years now, and I feel that by doing so, I've only prolonged my growth as a developer. Just recently, I got a taste of the money doing some freelance work, and it's really kickstarted me to improve my skills and help get rid of most of my imposter syndrome. But I'm kind of grateful that I'm just getting into this field at the right time. So I want to go through this and, and, and talk about this and give you sort of my my story with imposter syndrome and then talk about some of the things that you can do, or really the one big thing you can do to help you get over this and deal with this. Before I do that, of course, if you have a question or a topic yourself that you would like me to cover, be sure to send that to me at podcast at johnmorrisonline.com. I'd love to answer your questions, talk about things that you want to to hear about. So again, podcast at johnmorrisonline.com. So when I read this this comment, it's sort of deja vu because I hear I hear this quite a bit. But the the reality is is that imposter syndrome it sort of has a simple cure. There's there's really only one big way to get around it. And then there's there are a few other things that you can do to sort of help deal with it as you go. So whenever I think of imposter syndrome, I have a, a really vivid memory uh, or experience that I think of that that where I really dealt with it and had to face it kind of head on because it was such a sort of high pressure situation. So this was actually when I was deployed to Iraq. So when I was over there, I spent some time working in a hospital. Now, I wasn't a doctor. I wasn't even a medic. I had just gone through what the Army calls their combat lifesaver program. At that time, there was every unit had about, I'd say, roughly 10% of the unit that would go through this. And it was just you were taught a little bit a little bit extra in, in case you were in a situation where you needed to do some sort of basic kind of care for someone who had been injured. So you learned how to do an IV you learned a little bit more about you know, uh, dressing wounds and tourniquets and that sort of thing. And you went through sort of a certification and so forth. Now, everybody in the Army that goes through that, that, that combat lifesaver program, that's the way they do it now. But at that time, it was just a, a, a smaller percentage. So I'd been through that. But again, working in a hospital in Iraq in a war zone, it wasn't necessarily something that I was completely prepped to address every situation uh, that that came up there. But, you know, I I had volunteered. They'd asked for volunteers because they were shorthand of the hospital. So I had volunteered. So I would go up there when we would when they needed that that extra help. And the doctors and the medics up there, you know, they would they had special training that they did for us. They tried to teach us. Uh, as much as they could and 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 really prep us for that situation but being a sort of non-doctor non-medic working in a hospital I always really kind of felt out of place like I wasn't I always felt like I wasn't prepared and I was I would stay up at night thinking about what would happen if the the hospital just had so many patients and that the doctors and the medics couldn't treat them all and I had to take care of a patient on my own. That was something that really sort of haunted me and stuck with me. And it was kind of a a form of this imposter syndrome. Well, one day it, it, it finally did happen. We had a mass casualty event and there were too many casualties. The doctors were 
overrun with patients. The medics all had patients. There was just, there was too many for everybody to handle. And so I had to take a patient on my own. And here I was standing over this guy and this guy was, had just been hit by a a mortar round and was sort of staring up, looking at me to save his life. And I mean, I was scared to death that I was going to screw something up uh, or that I didn't know what I was doing. It, It all just sort of came, all those emotions that you might feel when it comes to your something else in your life, for me, it all came to a head and I had to face it head on. Well, as it turns out, I did actually know what I was doing. And I was able to, you know, do what I needed to do for the guy, uh, you know, sort of get him calmed down, get the IVs going, get, I had to uh, dress some wounds and then I had to, you know, do, I think he had separated his shoulder, so I had to fix that and so forth. So anyway, I was able to do all the things that I needed to do uh, in order to help this guy and then he was, he ended up being okay. And so it, it sort of made me face all of that. And once I had to actually perform where I was at skill wise with everything became crystal clear to me. I now knew, I knew what I knew and I also knew what I didn't know. Uh, and, and so it, it really gave me a crystal clear picture of where I was at. And this is why I always, this is one of the reasons why I always recommend to you that, that when it comes to bidding on jobs, applying for a job, for building a website, or building the application you want to build, or doing whatever it is that you want to do in life, and you're facing this sort of imposter syndrome, you're facing this fear of doing it, I always give you the advice of sooner rather than later, because you will never know where you're at. You'll never know how good you are. You you can, it, it, it works both ways. That's the thing, I guess, the point that I want to make is you could be terrible. That could actually be true. But you'll never know that until you actually go out and try. Or you could be a lot better than you think you are, which is, I would say, more often the case. But you'll never know that until you go out and actually try and actually do it. So actually having to perform is the thing that brings you clarity on where you're actually at. It lets you know what you don't know and also what you do know. And then you can adjust what sort of jobs you bid on, where you apply, what sort of things you build according to that, and also have a much clearer picture of what you need to learn in order to get better, in order to get where you want to go. So performing is is crucial for you getting clear on knowing where you're at and getting over this sort of imposter syndrome and knowing whether you legitimately are an imposter or not. Because you might be but again, you don't know that for sure until you actually get out there and perform. And again, I would say the majority of the cases, you, most people who think they're imposters actually end up not being. They actually know a lot more. You, you actually are able to do a lot more than what you think you are. You're just letting this fear uh, sort of hold you back. For specifically when I'm talking about uh, w- talking about web development, I had I've had several sort of situations throughout my career where I dealt with this again when I I think Inc magazine was one of the first uh, big sort of clients with jobs that I was asked to to work on and you know going through that and working with this sort of this uh, this big sort of well-known 
a magazine company working with people from there it you know it really there was a lot of fear that that came up for me there that I had to deal with like are they going to find out that I don't know what I'm doing and the reality was is when I got all done the person that I worked with on that project was more than ecstatic and told me that he appreciated the wisdom that I brought to the project and you know, it just it really made it clear to me that I actually did half-ass know what I was doing you know when I worked on the site for Michael High, it was the same thing when you take on clients like that it really tests your will and and your belief in yourself and so forth so I've had to do it several times and you know some of those situations I learned that I didn't know as much as what I thought. For example, the Michael Hyatt situation. I've talked about a uh, project. I've talked about this before. You know, at that time, responsive design was still sort of a gray area thing. It seems weird to talk about now, but it was still, you know, people like, hey, you probably should do it. But in terms of it being just expected, it was still a little bit of a gray area. And so I built that site and didn't spend too much, give too much thought to that. And that became an issue in the project, and I had to quickly adjust and, and rework the site and so forth in order to deal with that. But it made it, it was something where it made it clear to me that A, responsive web design was now an expectation because it was something that was never, you know, it was never talked about. They just sort of expected that that was going to happen. They didn't even think to ask because it wasn't, they just expected it. So I realized it was becoming an expectation, and B, there were some things that I really had to learn quickly at that point that I, I realized I didn't know as much about it uh, as I needed to. And that's what sort of sparked me diving into responsive design and learning it and then eventually teaching a course on it and, and so on. So, again, having to actually perform shows you exactly where you're at. Now, that can be scary uh, for a lot of people, but. You know, until you actually do it, you don't have you you just don't know. So despite the fact that it's really scary, you need to get out there and do it anyway. Whatever you the, here's the thing. When I'm sitting here talking about this, you know, when I'm in the back of your head, you're listening, you know what that thing is. It might be you going and getting freelance clients, it might be this job that you've thought about applying for, it might be this thing you've been wanting to build. You know what it is. It's in it's in your head, and when I talk about it, it comes to the forefront. You know what it is. What I'm telling you is, whatever that is for you, you need to go out and start pursuing it and start doing it, because the only way you're going to know where you're at is to go after it. And sort of the fail-safe, the fallback for those of you who may be really worried about that is... The reality is, is it's never as bad as, as you think it is. When I first started, when I, my first two freelance clients that I took, I ended up bailing on the jobs halfway through. Now that's about, if you were to imagine in your head the worst case scenario, that's pretty close to, to about the worst thing that could happen. I know for me at the time, that was, that was the worst thing that I could imagine in my head was me not me not being able to deliver on the project and then having to face the client and tell them I can't finish this. Well, that that's a pretty nightmare scenario. And I imagined all of these crazy things in my head that would happen that they were going to get really angry and they're going to tell everybody they know how terrible I was. They're going to tweet about me. They're going to make a bunch of YouTube videos and write blog posts and and just sort of the reality is is most 
most clients don't do that. They, they're, they're a lot more reasonable than that. They don't have the time or the energy to want to do that. And, and, and generally, they're just, like I said, they're just more reasonable. They understand. And if you do right by them, they're going to be okay with the situation. So that's what I tried to do. So the reality is, is the monster that you've created in your head about what's going to happen if you do fail isn't nearly as scary as you actually think it is. But again, you're not going to know that till you get out there and actually perform and actually do it. So again, this whole episode is about getting you to face that thing in your mind that you know you want to do, that you know you should be doing, that you've been sort of putting off because you've been scared uh, of doing it and that this imposter syndrome has maybe been uh, affecting you. This is my push, my encouragement, my kick in the butt for you to get out there and actually do it because Whatever you think you are, whether it's good, whether it's bad, you don't actually know. You have no idea until you go out there and try to do that thing, until you try to perform. And that's going to let you know. And it's going to either give you some confidence because you'll realize you're better than what you thought you were, or it's going to give you some direction on, okay, I have some deficiency here. Now I know exactly what those deficiencies are. I can go out and I can work on those. I can learn what I need to learn. I can fix them. At the end of the day, this is all, (laughs) this is all very, very selfish and, and that's okay because it's all about you and your growth, your life, what you want to get out of it, et cetera. That's what you need to, you need to be sort of that selfish in a way, not to the point where you're not, you're screwing over clients or other people you work with, but you need to always remember it's about your long term growth. It's about you getting better. It's about you getting the things that you want out of life and about putting yourself through the challenges, putting yourself through the paces in order to turn yourself into what you need to be in order to do the things that you want to do. That doesn't happen by you sitting and thinking about it in your head or only working on your local host or any of that. The challenges, the things you got to do involve you actually taking risks, you actually doing things that you fear. And so you have to face that fear and do it anyway. So you know where you're at. And so you realize that all the bad things that you think could happen aren't as scary as you might think they are. And that's going to give you a good mental, emotional foundation for the rest of your career, because a lot of this stuff doesn't go away. As you start to work with bigger and bigger clients, there's going to be fear that's associated with that. As you work on more and more important projects or bigger projects, there's going to be fear associated with that. There's always going to be some level of imposter syndrome that's associated with that. So it's, it's always going to be there. You have to understand, you have to develop the, the, the discipline and the sort of the willpower and just the, the belief in yourself, the confidence in yourself to persist anyway, to do it anyway. And that's really what I want to hammer home here. That's why I'm sort of beating this point. Uh, Because I know for a lot of you, you'll listen to this and you'll still be sort of, "Uh, I don't know, uh, do it. Go out there. Whatever it is, go out there, do it. There's no way for you to know where you're actually at until you do it. So do it. Now, of course, when I was in the situation I was in in Iraq, it wasn't like I didn't have any training, right? The doctors had, you know, they had given us special training. They had tried to help us as much as, as they could, 
But again, I, I wasn't going to know until I actually had to do it. And as it turned out, I was a lot more prepared than what I thought I was. And a lot of that is owed to those doctors and them being experts and them knowing what I needed to know and them teaching me things that I may not have realized were going to be important that ended up being important when it came time to actually treat a patient. And that's sort of the value of having an expert there to teach you things that you may not necessarily initially think are important or understand or know why exactly you're learning this particular thing, but that expert does and they're they're prepping you for situations that you're going to encounter that you you can't necessarily uh, envision yet. So that's sort of the same thing that I try to do with my courses, my courses in particular, my PHP course. Uh, you know, I, I I try to really give you not just show you how to code, but take you behind the why and really challenge you mentally to think about things in a way that are are maybe counterintuitive or or not not necessarily in the same vein or along the trends of what you're going to see. Uh, in a lot of other places, because I believe that what we do is a lot more of a mental game than it. It's really more about thinking and creativity and planning and, and understanding how to to build things and organize things. And it is necessarily about the the code that we write. The code matters, but the code is secondary to our thinking and our strategy and 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 and, and that sort of thing. So I try to teach you those things inside of my courses so that you're prepared for those situations when you encounter a client that asks you to do something that you don't necessarily know exactly how to do you have sort of the mental foundation to be able to be creative to be to understand the language at such a deep level that you can that you can twist it sort of to to your needs and what you you want to do and you can do it in a way that's still reliable it's still secure Oh, it's still scalable, all those sorts of things that are important when it comes to coding. So that's what I really try to to give you in inside of my courses. So if you're still looking to learn PHP uh, and, and really master it at, at that sort of level, I want to encourage you to head on over to store.johnmorrisonline.com. You'll see all my courses over there. As a regular listener of the show, you can get 20% off anything in the store over there. Also the Udemy links, Skillshare links, that sort of thing. So if you want to take the courses on those sites, all those links are over there as well. And I want to encourage you to dive into those and really learn this at a, at a deep level and challenge yourself and challenge your brain to think in ways that are outside of the mainstream, that are outside of the traditional things, sort of the cookie cutter things that everybody else is going to going to sort of teach you. I, I want, I'm trying to build leaders through through what I'm doing here. And so that's what I really want to challenge you to do. So anyway, again, store.johnmorrisonline.com. You can get the training you need. You also help support me uh, in what I'm doing here as well. Again, you can use the coupon code JMO at checkout for 20% off anything in the store. Well, all right, that'll do it for this episode. Again, thanks for listening. If you liked the episode, I'd appreciate it if you'd share it with somebody who could could benefit from it, in particular this one, because I think there's a lot of people that really, really deal with this. And and I think you know, it's sort of a little bit of tough love that I, I, I do think that a lot of coders out there could stand to hear, even more experienced coders, uh, and, and could benefit from them. So if you know somebody like that, I'd appreciate it if you'd share it with them. All the past episodes, links for subscribing on Android, iTunes, TuneIn, all that sort of thing. It's all available at johnmorrisshow.com. And if you'll leave me an honest review of the podcast over on iTunes, I will give you module one of my PHP 101 course 
for free. Again, go to johnmorrisshow.com and click on the Start Here link. All right, that'll do it. Again, thanks for listening. Appreciate you joining me today, and we'll talk to you next time.